Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nine Bob Note. I'm Paul. And I'm Ken. Hello there. Hi. What have you got for us this week, Paul? Fairy Tale of New York. I know where this is going. <laughs> I'm not going to steal your thunder. It's December. The Christmas tunes are playing and all the radios and the shops. <laughs> Have been for the past four months. Yeah. And and I think Fairy Tale of New York is widely regarded as one of the best mm. Christmas songs out there. Everyone loves it. I think it's the sort of drunken ramblings kind of thing. Mm. It's great to sing along to after a few beers. And you can <laughs> And it's really nice. It's a good song. Yes, it is. There is an issue that comes comes around about this time every year because it contains uh, the word faggot. Yes. In the lyrics. And, of course, that is a hugely offensive word for my people. (laughs) 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 For some some of my people. Um, And so every year we have... (laughs) (laughs) Every year we have the same thing, which is that it's very similar to the, um, the poppy thing that happens around about October every year. People start posting that Facebook are trying to pull, pull down pictures of poppies because, uh, because they, uh, it's deemed inappropriate. That doesn't happen. Facebook doesn't take pictures of poppies away. Uh, and also similarly, there are very few people who complain about that word in the mm. fairy tale of New York. It's one of those, it's always been there. Everyone always sings along. Last year, Radio 1, I think it was BBC Radio 1. Probably, yes. Said that when they play the song, they were going to cut out that word. Yes. So they didn't play a different version of the song. They just, as they do with any song that contains bad language, they just mute it for however long it takes to say the word. And then there was uproar. <laughs> well, I'm never listening to Radio One. This is from obviously 50-odd-year-old men who, who haven't listened to Radio One since Tony Blackburn was there. So there's two different things. First of all, you get the people who sort of say, oh, it's ridiculous. You, no one should be offended by that. Nobody gets to tell me what I can be offended by and, or not. Personally... I am very offended by the word faggot. It's been used against me in some hor- horrendous situations. I'm not offended by it in that particular song, mm. but I don't represent all of the gays. I equally don't want my kids growing up thinking that's an acceptable word to say because they heard it in a song that they hear every year. Mm. So I think it was quite right of Radio 1 to do that. If you want to hear the ver- the song with the full version in, then listen to Radio 2, four, five, six, any of the radio, any other radio stations. It's, I just, I just don't know. It's like, the, if it was any other word, if it was the, the N word, for example, no one would be saying, oh, well, yeah, but it's in the context of the song. They, it would just be banned outright. The whole song would probably be banned. Uh, I really hate historical revision. So I've got a problem with this because exactly what you have just said the context, you would never bring a song out like that now. No. <clears throat> just wouldn't be done, and it would be, to be fair, rightly backlashed. This is a song that's been around for, it's got to be 30 years now, sure. Oh, easily, yeah. Yeah. And it's part of the Christmas sort of traditions, but within the context of the song, it's more sort of 
an abusive sort of spit rather than because the man in the song clearly isn't gay. Yeah. So, and it's not meant as a, a gay slur in that song. It's just sort of, I mean, I don't know. It, it could be, knowing Irish history as well <laughs> as I do, it could just be a a sort of a, a term of, because in America, if you call somebody a stupid cow or a cow or something, that's a real offensive term mm. that they will, they will believe you. Whereas if you call somebody a wanker in America, that's normal. Yeah. Because there was a, there was some actor or something on uh, BBC Breakfast and he, he, he's a really famous actor, but he, he used the word wanker on telly within the past couple of years in, <laughs> in, a, in an interview. And <laughs> if anybody's listening at home and he, and he said it again, like, what, you can't say the word wanker? Just turn it and polishes everyone. So <laughs> context is everything. Um, I do get you that you would not write a song with that now. Mm. And no, it's not a term that you want your kids growing up using. With that, I think you've drawn far more attention to it by muting it, bleeping it out and making a deal of the fact that we're not going to do this. You've drawn so much attention to it and created a negative backlash. It's not a positive one. You've created a negative, well, not you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but the the station that, that muted it and made a big deal about, look at what we're doing, look at what we're doing, we're doing this because, rather than maybe just not playing the song. If, if you'd not played the song and never told anybody that you weren't going to do it, nobody would have noticed. They would have, because it's on everywhere. You can't get away from that song. Mm. So just quietly don't do something rather than making a big show of look what we're not doing. Look, look at what we're not doing. So for the minority of people that you, no, 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 I know oh, you're doing that face. <laughs> oh God, I know. I'm sorry. But I stand by this, that the, the more you virtue sing, signal something, it can have the opposite effect. I do not like historical censorship like that. It's, there was a, a band. Oh, NWA, mm. and they were only called NWA in the UK. In America, I believe they are still called niggers with attitude, I think. I could be, I'm could. i ready to be corrected on that. But again, uh, I know there's the whole that's our word sort of thing, but you're not helping the cause. It's, it's causing a divide when there's a word that is it's only to be used in a certain context or it's only to be only certain people can use it or this must not be used. And then it's used. And you think, well, where, where's the line drawn here? You can't have equality. And then there's an inequality because of your equality. It's, it just doesn't see so you, you cause friction by this sort of editing. It's better just not to draw attention to it than draw attention. That's my bottom line really. But people, people would draw attention to it anyway. Well, yeah, but not in the same way as, um, I mean, you're entirely right. Yes, they would. Everything now causes offence to somebody and the first whiff of offence and they'll be on Twitter starting a hashtag campaign. You, you're entirely right. But for an organisation like the BBC to do it, you can't ignore that. That's just going to ripple out among the Daily Mails and the the talk radios of the world into a huge thing and it'll be a discussion on the Channel 5 morning show that they have where they'll have a discussion, a phone in. So all of that, it'll radiate out and become a much bigger thing than if you just quietly decided, we'll get that off the playlist this year. Just don't say anything. Nobody will notice. There's plenty of other Christmas songs around and all the other stations in the country will be playing it anyway. 
Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, what you're saying about the virtue signalling, and that is it is a good point. But I just the fact that it caused such a backlash when Radio One said this, and the you know the amount of outrage from people who were saying, "Well, they should be allowed," you know, they should be playing the song in full in its full unadulterated form and stuff and and the debates on Jeremy Vine and things like that that's not the fault of Radio 1 that's the fault of the idiots who think they have the right and it's the and it and it is the straight people who get together in the pub and they go, an example of this is Gavin and Stacey, I think it was last year, the Christmas special. Oh, they, they sang the song, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. And yeah. They, it was in the in the uh, pub, so everyone was together, and they they were doing karaoke, karaoke to that song. Yeah. And when the bit comes up where they're singing it, and it says, you cheap, lousy faggot, I think it is the... the and it showed the person who was singing it had the biggest triumphant smile on his face that he was doing it, and it, cut, it showed in the pub all the drunk lads who were reveling it because they get to shout faggot at the top of their voice. And that's mm, what, I, I you know. Get, I mean, it was uh, editorially, that's probably not the best decision to make in a, a sitcom you're making in, <laughs> was it 2019 or 2020? It was, it was fairly recent. Yeah, it was it? the last couple of years. It was an interesting choice. I must say, I was surprised to see that put front and centre as a karaoke mm. choice. But Person- it doesn't reflect what pubs all across the country are like. Um, it, it's not a bad reflection. Um, the the faggot thing, though, I th- I don't think I've never seen it as a uh, because I've never been on the receiving end, I suppose. <laughs> but I've never seen it as that sort of a gay slur in that song. It's just one of those rare songs or, or rare mainstream songs where. There's sort of something a bit edgy in it. So everybody sings it at twice the volume because they've got a legitimate reason to say something a little bit, uh, it's almost a swear word. It's like um, National Express. When, you, when <laughs> your arse. arse is the size of a small country, everybody goes wild for that bit of the song. Yeah, but I think in this context, so um, Shane McGowan and Kirsty McCall, obviously Kirsty McCall no longer with us, but I think I read somewhere that they did, or at least she did, record a version of I it. I think there they, is a second. Slightly, yeah. slightly changed the, the words. Mm. But they've always said it wasn't an, a homophobic slur. Mm. It's just something, first of all, it rhymes with maggot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, it, and it's just something that at that time and in that context, as you've said, yeah. that is something that would have been said. That's absolutely fine. I'm not saying that we should go back and, and erase that, but... What I'm saying is it's the people who, they're, they're not doing it because they think, oh, I can get away with something's a, a bit edgy. They know when they're doing that karaoke or when they're in a big group of football lads in the bar, they know that faggot is a very offensive word to a lot of gay people. And that's why they're singing it so loud. And that's why they're singing it so gleefully, because they know they can get away with it. I take your point, but I don't think the vast majority of people... Do, I mean, yes, you are going to you are going to get the knobhead contingent <laughs> who uh, they do revel in the chance to use a gay slur. I don't think the vast vast majority of people do chorus it for that reason. It's just one of the. It's sort of steeped now in 
in culture that that word is, is sort of like, that's the, this is our chance to say something offensive <laughs> in a song, sort of a derogatory term. I honestly don't think the majority of people see it as a sort of a, a dig at the gaze. It's just a... Because it's a real punchy moment in the song. I don't know why it's such a popular Christmas song, because it's, it's utterly miserable. It's very from, depressing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's basically a, a couple who still love each other, but just can't stand to be together. <laughs> and it's um, the fact that she's sort of punching this back at him. It's just a powerful moment in the song. I, I don't, mm. I, I do, I entirely take your point that now, obviously there are connotations and like, the Gavin and Stacey thing, an interesting choice. Yeah, I don't know whether they were doing it almost... Subversively? Possibly, because when you do look at that scene and it's all the you know, the idiot blokes mm. in the pub who are singing it, then you do think, what a load of knobheads. So, you know, whether whether they were literally, they were doing it because they knew, but, that, I mean, there was a bit of a backlash to that. And then yeah, there ba- was. a backlash yeah. to the backlash. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, but it's one of those things, as I've said, I am not bothered. I think it's a great song. I'll happily sing along to it. I, it's just when people... <laughs> you do know that I'm going to do this on karaoke and sing directly <laughs> yeah. at you now, forever. <laughs> and I was like, Ken, where's Ken gone? Oh, no. It's karaoke. Where's Paul? Paul! Cheap, lousy faggot! I love you! <laughs> yeah. Ah, the Christmas. <laughs> but I I just, I the, the thing that bothers me about it is that... If it was a word, I mean, as I said, I don't like the word, but if you, if I was in a pub surrounded by people who were singing it and then, and there was, you know, that minority of people mm. who, and I was offended by it, obviously, you know, it's about half a second, <laughs> you then move on, you know, Mariah Carey comes on, everything's <laughs> up. But, but who, who has the right to say, well, you can't be offended by that? You know, you, you, you're not allowed to be offended, it's just a word. Because for a lot of people, it's not just a word. It's, it's very offensive. No, you're, but, you're quite right again. It's, uh, you don't get to say who's offended by, by what word. Um, the only thing I would say as a caveat to that is, I, what I don't like is historical revision. Mm. So stuff that's gone before from times when things weren't well i mean it's never been a particularly nice word evidently because that's that's <laughs> the the punchy part of the song it is <laughs> yeah. spat as a term of abuse but things like there's episodes of only fools and horses particularly the first series where they refer to the packy shop yeah you know, it was just in those days that was just a term the packy shop on the corner it, it wasn't meant in any sort of derogatory way now it's it's just not a, a polite term to use yeah, because it, it, it because it was it was taken by a group of people and turned into something. Yeah, but yeah, you, you know, and and there's there's terms now that you'll see on television and um, from the you know from sixties, seventies, eighties that they're not used anymore. I, I see things now, and because things do change, and I watch a lot of archive TV, <laughs> you do see things, and you think they wouldn't get away with that now. But at the time, it was just sort of. That was how the world was. You cannot historically revise something. Mm. Just don't do it now. Yeah. The only term that I find offensive is gammon. Because I, I, know, I know I fall into the demographic, but <laughs> the, the entire push across the whole spectrum of everything is thou shalt not go for somebody because of the way they look, the colour of their skin, their... 
it's just entirely everything about that. The the whole world at the minute is the way somebody looks is off limits. Gammon, white male men of a certain age. That's fine. That's the way they they look like a side of gammon. And you think, well, that's pushing against everything. It's the way they look. The fair game, no worries. It flies in the face of everything, and it's almost like, well, we've had it bad for all this time. Your turn. That's not how we should be pushing forward. No, I, I do agree. I mean, there is there is the element with Gammon that a lot of the time when that is directed at people, they have said something, and it's in response to them saying it. So, and it's usually someone like Morgan or <laughs> Farage. Ah, <laughs> he, he, he said something and it is either based on you know based on some characteristics or like the way they look and it's and they do it on purpose to get a reaction yeah and then they then they get called gamma. and it uh, but i do get what you're saying because it's that it's like an eye for an eye then isn't it it's like well that doesn't make you any better by saying you can't say anything about the way she looks but I'm going to respond to that by making a comment about the way you look. Yeah, and, and, and adopting that. Is it? yeah, yeah. It's the only thing, because, I mean, I feel sorry for anybody called Karen, uh, because <laughs> I don't know where Karen came from as a source of, <laughs> that. that's a typical middle-aged woman. <laughs> I don't know how Karen became adopted as the sort of female equivalent of gammon, but, <laughs> but the gammon thing in particular, it's all based on looks, and I just think that you just it's going everything against... What was that? It's nothing to do with faggots. Have you ever, <laughs> speaking of, have you ever had a faggot? Uh, the, the the food? No, we. Um, no, I haven't. I've seen. I've seen Mr. Brains. Yeah, fa- yeah. I mean, even Mr. Brains. It just, it just invites you into the yellow box, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> See, we should buy some faggots. <laughs> Cheap, lousy faggots by Mr. Well, Brains. <laughs> That's they, how they should advertise them. <laughs> they they just look like a ball of very cheap mints. Yeah, don't they don't look nice? Which I guess, which is I guess, is why it became a term of abuse. You know, it, it became an insult, which is probably why they used it in the song. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Good time. Do, do you have any clue of the etymology of why faggot became a term of gay abuse? I, I don't, to be honest, no. I know. Should I, should I look it up? Yes, let's consult the oracle. I'll probably get banned from Google. <laughs> this is the word according to Wikipedia. The word faggot has been used in English since the late 16th century as an abusive term for women, particularly old women, and reference to homosexuality may derive from this. It's a bit of a leap. Yeah, yeah he says as, as, as female terms are often used to re- with reference to homosexual or effeminate men, for example, Nancy, Sissy, Queen. The application of the term to old women is possibly a shortening of the term faggot gatherer applied in the 19th century to people, especially older widows who made a meagre living by gathering and selling firewood. Because a, fa- a faggot, faggot's a bundle, a bundle of sticks. Of sticks yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's why. Old women used to go and pick up sticks, and gay people are like old women, which are equally offensive to gay people and old women, I think. I'm trying to crowbar the analogies together. So uh, a faggot is is a man who goes picking things up in the hope of lighting a fire with his wood. (laughs) There we go. We've got there in the end. Uh, The the Yiddish word fagally, which means little bird, has been claimed to be by some to be related to the American usage. Is it fagally or faggily? Well, I don't know. It's printed, it's spelled fagally, but it could be faggily. 
<laughs> well, boys and girls, we've <laughs> just given you a... Susie Dent would have been proud of that. Yes, thanks, thanks, Susie. Um, yes, so um, let's wrap this up in terms of feather boas. Are we decided, we're deciding feather or not. The fairy tale of New York is what? Offensive or not offensive or important or not of, uh, or a... Yeah, yeah, I'm not really sure because we've gone all around the house. Yeah, I think maybe people can be offended by it if they want. That nobody has the right to scream the word in any context in anyone's face. But I think we're also agreed that they, in the context of the song, it wasn't meant as a gay slur. And as long as you're just singing it as one of the one of the words Mm. that goes along, absolutely fine. If you get to that part of the song and you turn to, as you threaten, <laughs> and you turn to the nearest gay person and shout it in their face, that uh, that is strictly not allowed. But so, yes. Yeah, so I don't know how we're going to rate it in Fedebola. So Should we go middle of the road yeah. with three? Let's just go three uh, and call it a day. No, I do take that. <laughs> I do take the point. It's not, it's not a term we want to propagate, but uh, no, in this particular context, yeah. Yeah, let it go. But... If they want to beep it out, beep it out. Possibly don't put a press release about it first. <laughs> that would be my advice, yes. So what have you got? Well, I think I've got a slightly linked, if somewhat tenuously, Twitter twatter. That's my opinion! This isn't one particular person. Uh, it's, uh, it's around about 10,000 people. Uh, <laughs> okay. so, I'm not going to name them individually, but this is something that I just don't get. And the reason why it's related is because we were talking about Gavin and Stacey mm. and this relates to James Corden. Oh, uh, so a couple of weeks ago, they announced, well, they announced a few months ago that they were making a film of uh, the musical Wicked. Wicked. Yeah. yeah. And this, the, uh, last month they have announced the cast of the two main uh, roles of Glinda and Alphabet, one of which is Ariana Grande, the other one I can't remember. Uh, but immediately on um, on that announcement, a petition was set up and circulated on Twitter, which was signed by over 10,000 people to ask them not to cast James Corden in any role in the movie. Now, there's never been any speculation that he is going to be cast. There's no, there's no reason to suspect. And also... Why can't he be in the film? I don't understand. All of, what, why, why all of a sudden do we hate James Corden? I have not quite got to the bottom of this, because I do try as much as I can not to surf Twitter, <laughs> because it annoys the hell out of me. It's just filled to the brim with people who just hate. Mm-hmm. And um, he's become a big name in America. He's done quite well for himself. He's, he's got his own... I'm not entirely sure how it's happened, but he's got his own <laughs> chat show and it's doing very well. And he's, but he's on everything and he's in everything and he gets cast in a lot of things as bit parts. And um, it smacks very much of jealousy that mm. this this man has got. I mean, to be honest, I personally, what I've seen him certainly on the chat show, I find him vaguely irritating. Not sort of Piers Morgan <laughs> irritating. Not that level. But I can't pin down why, but he's, he's not somebody, somebody I actively, I mean, I will. I just never will watch any anything with Piers Morgan in. Mm. 
The only thing I ever made an exception for was an interview with Ronnie Corbett. Right. Because I really wanted to see what he had to say about his life and it was etc. But it was a painful watch because Morgan is such an asshole. Yes. But I, I don't get the the strength and the weight of backlash against James Corden. I don't. No. I think I can only assume, like I say, that it's because he is in so much. He's done so well for himself, and people just can't stand it. The one thing people cannot stand more than anything else is if somebody's having a better life than they are, they'll do anything they can to bring it down. Yeah. Yeah, the, J, James Corden was cast, uh, I think, last year in a, um, a, t- a musical called Prom, uh, and it was a it was a Netflix musical, and it was produced by uh, Ryan Murphy, who who is the guy who done Glee, uh, American, oh, right, American yeah, Horror yeah. Story, all tons and tons of stuff. Ryan Murphy's gay. He cast James a Corden, gay man in, in the <laughs> film industry. I know. Can you imagine? And he cast James Corden in this role uh, as a gay man. Right, okay. Um, and in the film, this character was a, a, a sort of old, like, Broadway queen. So very camp, very effeminate, very over-the-top, mm. arm-waving, calling everyone darling. And he was obviously directed to do that by the gay director. Yes. Um, and there was a huge backlash against Corden for playing up to gay stereotypes, when in fact he was just doing his job. Uh, but nobody mentioned to Ryan Murphy, who is supposedly a champion of gay rights, that it was him who'd put him in that position. So, yeah, I think, I, I don't understand what the backlash is. He's maybe done something very, very, you know, he might have. I don't think he has. I think we'd have known. Yeah. Surely not. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, as far as we know, he hasn't. So I don't think he deserves it. So all 10,000 people who signed that thing that petition are going in the Twitter twatter bin. And I also hope that James Corden gets cast in, <laughs> in Wicked just to piss them all off. <laughs> Excellent choice. <laughs> and on that festive note, we'll, uh, we'll call it a day. We'll be back next week with another episode. See yes. you then. Goodbye. Nine Bob Note featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman and the programme was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.